0: Hello and welcome to today's micro lesson which comes from a podcast interview I did recently for the Demystifying Mental Toughness podcast with David Charlton. David's a sports psychologist and in this section of the interview we were challenging the common thinking that to be a top performer our kids need to have specialised really early. We kick off by looking at the danger of over coaching at an early age and squashing that all-important individual flair that needs to come through. So we'll pick up at this specific section of the interview, but I'll add a link into the show notes if you want to listen to the full episode. Here's David.
1: Nowadays in what, in youth sport, that's the challenge, isn't it? It's the difficulty because often, yeah, kids are getting pigeonholed into roles and and that, that was that we are losing that individuality. Yeah, I
0: think so. I think we've got to let, you know, 80 percent 70 percent we know how people should be playing and what the best techniques are to give us the best and most predictable and reliable performance but if somebody's got a little bit of flair and it's different I think we should encourage them to to use that really Um, the other thing that I would say about youth sport is don't underestimate the value of not specializing too early you know I think we think that so competitive we all want our kids on the manchester united academy or the surrey cricket academy aged eight you know and and that's great but equally them you know doing gymnastics or football or rugby or you know martial arts for a period is also really beneficial to hand-eye coordination movement patterns different balance you know creating strength and different, um, you know, core stability. You know, if somebody's a gymnast or diving or dance or martial arts, they're going to have to work very, you know, much on their core. And all of those things are going to be relevant if you're going to become a fast bowler or a, you know, scrum half in your teens, So I, I would think, yes, let people have a bit of natural flair, but also let them explore different sports. And if your kids can play four sports up until they're thirty, and that's great i don't think you need to specialize you know much before that
1: yeah as i suppose as well from the as well as the physical benefits there the the mental benefits for playing different sports that there's probably less pressure in some respects um, whereas if you're playing a, a sport at 10 11 years old and you, you're there for what, 12 15 hours a week then it's, it's although you're a, you're a mini Premier League footballer or you're a mini Premiership rugby player at, a, at such a young age.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the stats are for the number of people that make it, but I can't imagine it's much more than one or two percent. So if you imagine that you're going to be part of the 97 or 98 percent that aren't going to make it, then I know that sounds a little bit negative, but you're probably better off thinking like that And the cream will always rise. You know, I don't think you necessarily need to specialise early. Um, But as you say, the social benefits of having three or four different social networks, you know, you've got your school and you've got your three sports that you play, one in the summer and two in the winter or whatever it might be, or hobbies. That's absolutely fantastic from a, you know, psychosocial perspective. And, and as I mentioned, you know, you've got the different skills that each of the different sports bring. Maybe rugby, you know, gives you that physical tenacity. Maybe um, football gives you that speed and, and uh, you know, ball control. And cricket gives you that, you know, all-round ability to handle setbacks and have your performance scrutinised because there's so much more statistical transparency. You know, you scored eight runs off 23 deliveries and you bowled two overs, no maidens, naught for 42 or whatever. You know, rugby and football don't have that. So each of the different sports brings a different physical challenge, social challenge and psychological challenge. And I think that's the benefit of it. So that's the core message of today's episode, really, that we need to balance giving our kids that stable and repeatable technique that they'll definitely need for life through their sport. But we've also got to capture their personal flair, that natural ability that they've got and that ability to experiment with different skills, different movement patterns and different rules and laws that they're going to see from moving across different movement patterns and sports as they build out that all-important athletic literacy. If you know any parents that are wrestling with this issue at the moment of their kids' Being pushed to specialise early, then please do send them a link. I really hope it provides a different perspective, perhaps to the one that they're getting in their sport or their organisation. As ever, I, I can't tell you what to do in each situation, but I hope these ideas resonate and they're able to help you to unlock the talent in your young performers, in your family, in your school or in your club. If you've got an interest in sports psychology or have got a child that's preparing for summer exams or the next step up in their sports journey then I created a free one hour webinar called The Winning Mindset for Students which is available on the Sporting Edge website under our resources tab. It features some amazing insights from elite level coaches about how to navigate issues like building confidence, broadening our self-esteem so we're a little bit more resilient and also that ability to perform under pressure. So I'd love to know what you think. You can visit the Sporting Edge site to get that. And I also wish I'd known some of these strategies when I was coming up through the cricket ranks as a teenager and that's partly why I created Sporting Edge to get this ideas and this wisdom exchange from the world-class thinkers who seem to handle pressure brilliantly and we can pass that information across through to teachers, coaches and executives. So I'd love you to come and look at sportingedge.com and have a look at our members club. There are thousands of execs around the world using our digital content to inspire fresh thinking and innovation and leadership in their organisation And as a podcast listener, you can just go to sportingedge.com forward slash membership and set up your account and activate it for free for a month using the code podcast 100 with no spaces in the checkout. And you'll be joining some of the world's highest profile organisations who are absolutely loving the content. So have fun exploring that uh, members club and drop me a note through to hello at sportingedge.com if I can help with anything in your own organisation. Until next time, good luck and we'll see you soon.